Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. And today we're talking about the title of my dear friend's book, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of big business, and she has done just that. My guest is Paula A. Marshall, and she comes on the program. She's been on almost now for 10 years, um, quarterly or every other month. She is the CEO of Bama Companies. She provides strategic leadership and direction to the entire organization, and their vision stands for people helping people be successful, and they make all of the fast food desserts and apple pies for McDonald's uh, and for Walmart and for Pizza Hut. She assumed responsibility as CEO of Bama Companies in 1984, which now includes Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Europa, and now under her leadership, Bama has expanded to provide a wide variety of frozen desserts and fast foods to chains all across the country. So she's also the author of four books, and one is called The Executive Entrepreneur, and the other one is called Finding the Soul of Big Business. And we have a lot to talk about with a very inspirational CEO who really cares about her people, and they care about her. Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's fun. All right, so I have to tell the audience that I was very fortunate last month, about two weeks ago, um, for the first time I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I visited Bama. I saw the plant. I I did a workshop for your leadership there were about probably 200 there, I mean, in different, different, uh, different workshops, but it was very inspiring. And you had a handout for them about, you know, what are things that people really love about working at Bama and what are some things that you can improve on? And then you also talked about the National Quality Award and all of the, the leadership qualities that you need to be a good leader. So I think one of the things I want to say first is that your mission truly is people helping people be successful. And you stress that when you talked in the workshop. But above making pies and getting customers, that's important. But it's helping people be successful. Share a little more about your mission, Paula. Well, we have, a, we have these sessions every year, um, as we talked about. And uh, we were very fortunate this year to have you come in and do some sessions on uh, stress and uh, balancing life, uh, you know, life balance. And everyone really loved that. But normally what we do is we cover uh, the foundational principles that govern BAMA. So, you know, every year I have new managers, but also, as you noticed in the room, you go around and I would say the average length of um, term of employment with all my people is about 18 to 19 years. So as you go through the the introductions and you hear how long people have been at Bama, it's kind of staggering that in today's time that there's people that have been in a company 40 years or 45 years or I know, that's uh, amazing. 30 years or 25 years, that type of thing, right? It was amazing. I mean, and, so I, and I was there. I mean, I, lo- I yes. listened to them. There were so many yes. that had been there many decades. Yes. And so what I try to do every year is have a session that I call regrounding. Um, it's like, uh, you know, if you put a mission statement out, if you're a president of a company and you hang it on the wall and you never talk about it, what's the likelihood that people are going to remember it after they've been there at the company for a day or a month or a year? It's very it's very rare that if you don't talk about it, if you don't reinforce it in training and your all your policies and everything you do from how you recognize people to how you train to how you pay and compensate, how your benefits are structured. I mean, everything is a system. And in Bama, our system designed and patterned after my mentor, Dr. W. Edward Deming, is based on retention. We have a retention strategy with our team members. So that's very unusual for most people in business. It's, you know, it's a three-year up and out type situation with most companies. They, they like to, 
get rid of people who have been there over five years or seven years because they can bring in younger people and actually pay them a lot less. And so with us, it's the exact opposite. We're trying to encourage and foster people to stay because we believe that people are inherent in part of the processes. They're inherent in us building quality. And therefore, the longevity for Bama is really, really important. And so we reground everyone every year in the principles of the Deming Management System and my philosophy and why it's so important that we treat each other with respect because it means our product quality is going to be the highest, our scrap rates are going to be the lowest, our turnover is going to be the lowest, and our, and our costs are going to be low. And therefore, my customers, who, who are very loyal but also depend on me to be here decades and decades and decades, um, it's important to them, too, that we have these policies and procedures and that our team members understand that and that we're going to be here to support the customers for 30 to 40 to 50 more years. So that's right. why these grounding sessions are really, really important. Well, and it's not, I mean, you talk about customers, but we're talking now about the internal customer, which is your team members or your employees. I mean, these are the people you're talking about. And that's what's so important. And it says right here, what they love was we are treated like family at Bama. And many of our team members report that people at Bama are their favorite thing about Bama. Everyone pitches in when there's a problem and they're treated fairly and with respect. I mean, you don't hear that all the time, Paula, you know that. And then here's another one. I love the teamwork and, and teams are wonderful. There's a feeling by many of our team members that the PIT teams are effective and truly reflect our Deming philosophies and are very effective at meetings where, we, where management interacts with teams and solves problems. So that's pretty amazing. Yes. And you know, I asked you this when I was with you and it was, I said to you, Paula, if there's and you're a CEO of a thousand people. And you have plants in different parts of the world, right? So you're not always mm-hmm. in Tulsa. So I said to you, Paula, if someone on the plant floor, let's say they're on an assembly line or whatever they're doing, they want you to talk with you personally. Will you do that? And you said, yes, I do. We go through my assistant and then we, and then he talks to them and then I meet with them. And I thought that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. not everybody will do that either, Paula. <clears throat> Right, and as I told you, I do meet with them and the manager together so that if there's a problem and they haven't communicated, I want to make sure by the time they get to my office that they've had a communication, that they've talked it through, and that when they get to me, that they are bringing me a solution and not just coming in and trying to bring me a problem. So I try to foster that communication before they ever get to me. And mm-hmm. But even then, I still have plenty of plenty of interactions with team members all through the year, and I conduct these roundtables in the fall where I visit personally with over 150 of our teams. And so I get a lot of personal input from people about how Bama is and how they can make it better. Yeah, which is amazing. And the third one they say that they love, this is right from your handbook, I love Mm -hmm. the compensation and benefits. People at Bama love the compensation they're provided. They report loving the overtime hours they're allowed to have. Many of our team members are running multiple jobs and the ability to get overtime up to 60 hours. And, And then they say, please keep up with the market rates of pay. We love the new loan program benefit, and we understand our pay is based upon the market, and we appreciate that. Explain that and explain the loan program, too. Well, I'll do the loan program first. It's a little bit easier. The loan program is a program that we learned about as part of our B Corp uh, certification status. And you can go online and look up B Corps and find out all that you want to know about B Corps. But every year there's a conference of B Corps and there's best practices presented. And we were sitting in in a, a session where a gentleman from one of the B Corp companies presented this uh, team member loan program, and uh, we came right back to Tulsa and talked to our banks, and they weren't really interested in doing it. So we launched it with the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union, and they have come in with a whole series of financial questions, and at the end of the sessions with the team members, the team members can take out a loan um, of up to $1,000, 
with the goal of being able to repay it over uh, a 20-week period. So they learn how to put back money each week. The first thing they do is pay back their loan that they took out to the credit union, and then after that, they are encouraged to keep that $20 a week going over to the credit union, and they are often shocked and surprised at how quickly they can build up a savings account with four, three, or four or five thousand dollars in it. So at that point, we're able to sit down with them and teach them and coach them about savings, about not continuing to borrow money, about paying off credit card debt, about getting out of payday loans. And many of our people are in this week to week crisis where they're going to the payday loan place and paying at least 35, 40, 50, 60% interest on the money they Mm. borrowed on a payday loan. So we are able to get people to pay off their payday loans and then pay off themselves and then save and stop getting in debt and stop borrowing on just everyday living. So that's part of the payday loan. So we had over 100 people sign up for a payday loan. And we've now got those people into the credit counseling and the financial counseling and we had our actually our first class on financial management personal financial management yesterday and we had over 40 people show up wow. to um, to take that class wow isn't that isn't that great yeah so you're re- the other question you asked me was about the compensation and it's yes. all of our compensation is based on the market so right now, Tulsa in manufacturing in Tulsa is very hot, a very hot market, and the, the rates are going up. And that's what people are grateful for is that every three months we come through and do a review. And if the market has moved significantly, we do move our our starting pay rates and our and our pay rates of our team members. So people understand that they're grateful for it, and we don't have those programs where we rate and rank each other. And we give each other numbers and numericals and, you know, tell you mm. you're a two, a three, or an A, or a B, or whatever. Um, we we encourage people to talk with their bosses and fill out what we call an individual development plan. And those are the, those are the discussions we have offline with you, and we don't discuss pay. Only once a year is when we discuss pay, when we are moving it based on the market rates. So it's been a little more often than that recently because the market rates are moving so much here. So we've had those discussions a little more often than we would have in the past. But I will tell you, it is an absolute um, dream for people to not have to have those discussions where they get rated and ranked. Um, And people are extremely appreciative of that. Yeah. And so when you say the market, you mean you mean how many sales in fast food there is or what what do you mean when you say what the market's doing? What do you mean? Well, we're in a in a base of let's say 25 manufacturing companies in Tulsa in this region and okay. we are in some databases with all these other companies so we can actually see what people are paying their people. So what our system does is look at what other people are paying their team members, and we compare to what we're paying, and we adjust based on the rate of the market is is really what I'm talking about. Okay, and is this are these companies in one area of manufacturing, or could be any type of manufacturing? Any type of manufacturing. We go we go up against metal workers. We go up okay. against uh, local dairies. We go up okay. against uh, you know um, produce companies, distribution companies that might have a manufacturing plant. Uh, mm-hmm. Any kind of manufacturing, uh, we they will be in the pool of mm-hmm. companies that we compare against. Yeah, that's like, so fair. We wouldn't compare against McDonald's or Pizza Hut because they're considered fast food. They're probably looking around at their other competitors of fast food and making adjustments to market rates of pay, but we're only looking at the manufacturing sector. Okay. 
All right, fascinating. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking to Paula A. Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies, whose mission is people helping people be successful. And they make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmart and uh, and Pizza Hut. And it's an 85-year-old company and or about that. And it started on Paula's grandmother's kitchen table in the 1930s. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and we are with the amazing Paula A. Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies, whose mission is people helping people be successful. And she assumed the responsibility as CEO of Bama Companies in 1984, which is now Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Europa, and it really has expanded tremendously. And they make the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's, Walmart, um, Pizza Hut, and many other chains. So welcome back, Paula. So, Thank you very much. Now, just to, to tell my audience how transparent and open Paula is, I said to her, you know, Paula, we're going to talk about what the people in your company, what people love about Bama, because it's on our sheets from your regrounding sessions. And she said, of course. And I said, but there are some things of how Bama could improve. Do you want to talk about that on the air? She said, of course. Now, not every CEO would do that either, Paula. <laughs> Just well, amazing. I'm, I'm all about helping people learn, and that's what I believe we're doing. And so we're always teaching each other and helping each other, and that's what your radio pro- program's about. So we, yep. we can talk Great. about things that we don't do so well. All right. So the first thing they said is Bama doesn't have enough people to do the work we have. Okay. So what does that mean? Is that in sales, manufacturing, in the plant, everything? Yes, I think what came out in our sessions, what those conversations were about, and these are based on the roundtables, Patricia, that I go around. I do about 12 uh, individual meetings with about 10 to 12 people in each meeting over the course of a three-week period in, in the fall of every year. And I gather all these uh, comments, the, the verbatims, we call them, and then I formulate them into this document that you're referring now, which is the, the, I ask two questions, things we like about BAMA and things we don't like about BAMA or the things that I could improve. And I sit and listen. I don't talk. I don't, unless I have a question, um, I don't try to answer. I just listen. So when they say we don't have enough people to do the job, it appears that there's a couple of root causes of that. Number one is in the Tulsa market right now, it is very, very difficult to hire people, it, 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 just at any level. So people come in, they work a manufacturing floor for a couple of days, and then they decide they don't like it, so they leave. So we have 
not enough people coming in the pipeline. And then you have the normal amount of people who have been here a long time who have vacation or have personal leave days. And so if all of that converges on a single day, a supervisor could be down five to eight people on a line of 12 people. So you can see how tough that would be if only five people show up or seven people Mm -hmm. show up to run a line that really needs 12 people on it. The supervisor's trying to move people around and get them to do different jobs so they can keep the lines going. How people would feel that they were being rushed or pushed or or not given the proper training, um, it becomes very chaotic. So what we what we set about to do with those breakout teams was to talk about how we could do a better job as supervisors of looking at all the potential people that might not show up on the line the next day or the next week and try to manage to backfill the people who are wanting to go on vacation. And then we have a work pool that should have as as many as 10 people in it, but apparently our work pools also drop down because it's very hard to hire people again in this community right now. So Mm. everything is dependent upon everything else, as you can see. And I think what happened is our supervisors have been trying to do the best they can, but the problem is if people don't come in, then they don't have enough people to run. And so Mm -hmm. that is what that comment was driven from. Yeah, and it says here supervisors sometimes will rush too much to keep the lines running when they may feel they need to slow the lines down for quality. And that's just because they don't have enough people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can imagine if I only had seven people show up and I need 12 to run the line, the people that are there are asking the supervisor to slow the lines down. So the yeah. supervisors don't want to slow the lines down, obviously, right? Because they get, they get right. embarrassed. There's no quotas or anything like that that we put on people, but there's a certain personal pride that people have and they understand how much it costs us to, you know, if we lose production, Um, and we have an an order coming up or something, and we have to slow the line down. But sometimes you have to do that if you don't have enough people come in to run the line. So I think what people were saying is there's too many times that they're not slowing the lines down, and they're making us work a lot faster and harder, and we feel like we're having to compromise the quality of the product. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding. So the, the the solution is to get more people, but you said that that's Ultimately, not always yes, possible. But also the supervisors need to work with our team members and make sure that, that they're doing everything optimally and that if the line needs to be slowed down, they need to slow it down. So there's right. no, you, right. no one's Sacrifice coming out there quality. to, you know, right. get mad at them or do anything to them. It's, it's like you've got to take the needs. This is what we talked about in the sessions, taking the needs of the people and making a decision from that standpoint and not necessarily the production. The production shouldn't be driving the needs of the people. That The needs of the people should be driving the production. Right, and part of that is quality. I mean, they want to slow the line down for quality, correct? Well, because, yeah, there's not enough people there. And, you know, the the problem is that the um, supervisors want to run the lines faster because they get personal pride out of making more product. Or there may be a customer that's standing outside waiting or the product, right. so they know that, but maybe the team members don't know that. So there's a lot of running around, you know, and and uh, in, in trying not com- not slowing down long enough to really communicate with each other about what's going on, and then getting a and joint solution, getting a solution with everyone together. Yeah, and that would make the difference. All right, the second yes. one that they think could be improved is the maintenance system is out of date, uh, that it involves too much paperwork, it's a hard time processing work orders, and that they need something more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the things we talked about is our maintenance system is part of a uh, new ERP system that we're getting ready to, to launch and and put in place this year in 2020. And that's usually uh, everyone in a company that hears there's going to be a new ERP system gets, you know, starts having, you know, 
at panic attacks because it's so um, it's so awful of a program and a process to put in. But one of the things that is attached to an ERP system is the maintenance um, system. Our maintenance system is 20 years old. It's been patched. It's been, you know, they've done their best to do it. But where it's where it doesn't work right, they put paper in place where the parts orders are, you know, not. Uh, fluid across all the facilities, and so they run out of parts at one place and have too many parts at the other place, and so there's an awful lot of uh, manual things that are going in, and then the plants go down, and then people don't have the parts they need, and the machines aren't getting fixed at the appropriate time, and so, again, a breakdown of communication and the system of maintenance has broken down. So I think what happened was as we were going through the process of determining what do we need to do about this, the maintenance Mm. guys sort of had a light bulb go off that says, we may not get our new ERP system for nine months, but here's some things we can do now um, to fix this, to make it work better. There's a lot of things we can do right now to improve the system. So I think that's what they kind of, came away with their aha. So you can see, Patricia, if you don't talk about the things that don't work right, if you don't talk about those things, then they go un, un you know, untouched of and course. untapped. And and then they just continue to be a problem for everyone that works with the organization. This way we get it out, we get it up, we talk about it, we come up with some some temporary solutions until we can get the new ERP system going. And then in the future, it'll work a lot better. But we'll have problems yeah. with that, too. It's just a matter of, you know, everyone needs to work together to improve the system. Well, but part of that is from the top. You encourage that. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of companies that don't. And so these things just get pushed away. People complain and nothing's getting fixed. So, I mean, you right. say, no, we want to bring these things out because this is going to save us time and money and, and better yes. production. Yeah. Well, yeah. and in a lot so of organizations, the, the, the top people would point at the maintenance guys and say, well, they're all just a bunch of dummies. Or they would point at the right. operations and say, well, right. they just can't run the plants efficiently. Let's fire the right. manager, you know, and bring someone else mm-hmm. in. And in mm-hmm. two years, it's happening again because right. they're not fixing the root cause. The root cause is the right. antiquated maintenance system, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what that's like? That's like saying, you know, when your body breaks down, well, I'll just take, I'll just take a pill or I'll just take something. But that's not causing, that's not solving the root problem of what's happening in your body. So it's a very right. similar kind of thing. You know, you're patching, but you're not always looking at the root cause. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that's very important in anything is to look at what's underneath it all. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Companies. They make all the apple pies for McDonald's and Walmart and, and uh, Pizza Hut and many other places. And it's an 80-plus-year-old 80, oh, company, started on her grandmother's kitchen table. She um, became the, through her father, was the CEO. And then she became the CEO. And since 1984, and has, this company has really grown and their mission is all about people helping people and that's why I love talking to Paula. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone. 
and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And I have with me um, one of my favorite people, Paula A. Marshall, who is the Chief Executive Officer of BAMA, BAMA Companies. And they are in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Their mission is people helping people be successful. They make all of the fast food desserts and apple pies, started out with apple pies, and has now grown. And they uh, provide the uh, the, the wonderful pies and biscuits and pizza dough to Pizza Hut, to Walmart, to McDonald's. And they're, wor- they're a worldwide company. They're Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Europa. And again, um, Paula really walks her talk about, and I always, I always use the title of her book. She's written five books. But one of them is called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. And she has done that. And her team members, which are her employees, and she doesn't call them employees, they're team members, really, really love the company. And I was there. I worked with them. I did workshops. And I can attest to all of this. So welcome back, Paula. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about the third thing that your team members feel need improvement in your company, and that's training. They feel you need better trainers, that you shouldn't be asked to do jobs and not get paid for it, that sometimes it takes six months to become certified, and that um, sometimes people don't bid on jobs. So discuss that, please. Yes. Well, the, the, main, the main concern with that, uh, that issue that was brought up by our team members is that we have an initiative, a strategy, if you will, called Homegrown. And it's very important for us to uh, bid every open job, uh, to try to promote from within, to try to give people opportunities to grow, because that's one of our big tenets of people helping people be successful, right, is that, you know, we need to have opportunity for people to grow. And if they can't grow, then we're going to potentially lose people through, you know, to go to other places who do have more opportunity. So when I heard that there was the problem that people weren't bidding on jobs, and these were higher-paying jobs than just coming in and packing pies, I was curious and started asking, why aren't you bidding on the jobs? And what I heard was that we have a certification program, but it takes six to eight months to get certified for a different piece of equipment or a different part of the facility. And while we are asking them to go and train on that job, and then ultimately do that job for four and five months till their certification comes through, we do not pay them the extra differential for running that piece of equipment, Mm -hmm. which carries a higher pay than a different job. So the disgruntledness was happening Mm -hmm. from people who were trying to grow in the company, but they weren't being compensated, so they decided to stay where they were and maybe go take a part-time job somewhere else and not bid on any any new opportunities at Bama because they didn't want to work on a on a job where they weren't going to get paid for it. So we we I had all the management team there, everyone around the table, and I asked for a recommendation uh, on this uh, OJT and the job bidding program. Uh, you know, within the next thirty days, so that we can implement some things on the pay side and um, get that corrected. So that is in the works right now. I have a group of people who are meeting on that topic, and they will be bringing me a recommendation within the next 30 days so that we can fix that problem. Isn't that great? No, that's great. And you do this once a year, and then you meet quarterly with people? Is that how you come up with I mean, these things that people are mentioning, is this once a year that they mention it, or is it ongoing? Um, I, do, I do my own uh, roundtables in the fall, right. 
and the plant managers, uh, the, the managers who manage each facility do roundtables with their teams uh, two or three times before I do mine. So um, we all have pretty consistent facts that we're gathering, mm-hmm. and um, we all have pretty consistent, uh, you know, methods in place to, to, to fix the problems. Right. Okay. The last one is please fix the robots. When we buy new equipment, we should consider where the service is purchased. And um, we need to do better planning on what to do with product, with our machines. It's been tough to keep up with it. And um, so talk about that. And also talk about robots versus people. Because, you know, you had people for many years and now you have more robots. So explain fixing the robots and also the robots versus the people. Okay. Well, the robots are in response to um, a lot of our jobs, which are manual, packing pies or packing dough or packing hotcakes. Uh, it would take a lot of people at the rates that we're running today to pack all these things in boxes to get them ready to ship. And in the old days, we could because we weren't running as much and it was slower and we could hire people. Um, today, it's so difficult to find people to work, and the amount of call-ins on second shifts and third shifts, we run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Patricia, and to find people yeah. who want to work on the weekends is darn near impossible. So we're mm. paying triple time, you know, uh, on a night shift, a, you know, a double rate of pay almost to get people to come in on a weekend and work on a second shift or a third shift. So the robots are in response to the labor market and not being able to hire anyone. And mm-hmm. the people that we are hiring, you know, we're paying pretty good money to come in, but even then they still don't want to come in. So the robots were in a, is a defensive position in this market that we're in, and I think it's like that across the country. The problem that Bama's had is most of our equipment right now is coming from overseas, from Europe. So the people that make our robots are all European. The mm. people that make these specific robots that were being complained about that day were are from Switzerland. So they have a very heavy accent. Most of them do speak English, but it's very heavy. My teams were complaining about the servicemen who were coming over from Bosch, who were trying to help them fix the robots and work on the robots, that they couldn't understand them and that they couldn't make the corrections because they couldn't understand what these guys were saying. Mm. So there was a tremendous communication breakdown from the servicemen and the service technicians to Mm. the robots. So the goal the next time we buy some robots is, A, to look for an American-supported service company Mm -hmm. um, or that Bosch would have to furnish us translators. So we have to be able to understand each other. And the third thing is we need to work much, much more diligently together on testing the robots before we actually bring them in here to put them in. We need a much more robust testing, um, uh, you know, situation that we create where we can test at the rates and the amounts of time and how much we're going to be using this equipment and these robots because they do tend to break, they do tend to fall apart, and we need to know how to fix them and how to make them work. But our team members just didn't have the time with the uh, equipment and then with the service technicians not being able to understand them. It was very, very difficult, and we spent several months with everyone being super confused and super upset and super angry and and super uh, worried about the, the production And were we going to be able to get it all out the door because we couldn't get these things to work right? So Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of engineers go over to Switzerland. We've had a lot of their people come here. And it's we're finally starting to pull out of these problems. And the robots were installed seven months ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you come to work every single day and you're faced with these things that are breaking down and falling apart and and you don't understand the person that's trying to explain it to you. Life can be pretty tough out there on the manufacturing floor. So, you know, it's about people expressing their frustrations to me and us being diligent next time we buy some robots that we better have a better testing methodology 
and a better service methodology. Mm. Well, but it sounds like you're working on that now, that that's something you're actively doing. We are just coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're now, you're, you're ready to get the next set of robots, it sounds like. We're ready to go, but we're going to wait about a year to give people a chance to, you know, forget a little bit about this. And we're going to redo, um, in our engineering offices, we're going to redo how we test this equipment, how we process prove it, and then how we put it into the factory and how we service it. All mm-hmm. of that needs to be completely redone. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's amazing. So many parts. I know, I I know, you know, when I went and and I have a grasp of this a little bit because when I went into the plant and I saw everything, you know, from the dough being mixed and, and cut and then from the, you know, the strawberry syrup or whatever it was, the jam coming down and being mixed. I mean, and, and I said to the supervisor, you know, can some, couldn't something go wrong? I mean, what if something stops for a minute and throws everything off? He said, that happens. I mean, there's just so many moving parts, literally, and things just happen. That's exactly what happens, Patricia. You can see when you're out there how yeah. <laughs> it's just I mean, a lot right. going what on. If, what if there's a glitch? What if the machine stops for two seconds and everything gets yes. backed up? Whoa. <laughs> everything stops. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, so, and, then, and then combine that with if you're short of people. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's not enough people to even pick up the stuff that's falling all over the floor because it's, the machinery has stopped. So, but the good news for me is I would have never even known all of those problems were there if I hadn't gone out and asked. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you do, but that's your gift, Paula. That's your that's gift. That's the gift. That's, that's the what gift. we're trying to do. You and I are trying to get this message <laughs> out to people yeah. in leadership and management, yeah. you know, all over yeah. the country. Get out and talk to your people and find yep. out what you can do to help them. Yep. Don't just sit around in your office and blame them for stuff, you know. Go yep. out and see them and see what you can do to help them. Mm. Oh, I couldn't say it better. Thank. It's wonderful. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to have one more segment with Paula. We'll talk a little bit about the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award that Bama has received and why that is and what that is. And um, again, I mean, I'm talking to the amazing Paula A. Marshall, who really walks her talk about helping people be successful. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of people with disabilities are not counted in the workforce with twice the unemployment rate of the non-disabled? Join Joyce Bender, CEO of Bender Consulting Services and a disability leader as she talks about best practices and newest trends in disability employment on Disability Matters. As a person living with epilepsy and hearing loss, Joyce is an international advocate for disability employment. Tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show 
Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with Paula A. Marshall, who's been on this program for about 10 years, every other month or every quarter, and she is the CEO of the Bama team of Bama companies. They make all of the fast food desserts and apple pies for McDonald's, Walmart, uh, Pizza, Pizza Hut, and many, many others. And her company has really grown under her tutelage since 1984. It's a family business. Uh, it's about 83 or 84 years old now, started by her grandmother, on her grandmother's kitchen table and then took over by her father and now she is the CEO since 1984. They are Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough and Bama Europa and she's really expanded this company to provide a wide variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains for casual and family dining restaurants. All right, and you can go to her Amazon page, you can go to Facebook and go to Paula Marsh partial book. She's written four books, one being called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L of Big Business, and another one is The Executive Entrepreneur, as well as several others. So, welcome back, Paula. All right, we've got a few minutes left, and I just want to talk a little bit about this amazing, prestigious award that Bama received, called the Malcolm National Quality Award. Explain what it is. It was named after the the Secretary of Commerce, Malcolm Baldridge, who was a proponent of quality management. So explain what it is and about the different areas. Yes. Well, the Department of Commerce, uh, I think back in the early mid-90s, started this uh, program uh, because America had fallen truly behind in manufacturing and best practices um, to other parts, other parts of the world. And we were, we were having trouble competing, uh, in, in almost every sector of the manufacturing, uh, world. So autos, tires, engine parts, uh, food, uh, hospitals, I mean, you, schools, you name it, uh, our economy was, was not doing well and we were, we were having a lot of issues with quality. And so, they started this Malcolm Baldridge uh, Quality Award and made it a very uh, elite um, uh, group of people that uh, the first winners that were announced and and uh, the, uh, the 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 situation that you go through the the criteria and all of the uh, examinations that you get from these uh, examiners is just in, you know who are mostly all college professors and doctors in their own right and statistics and all kinds of other things. So they're br- brilliant people. And I, I looked at it for years. We applied uh, seven or eight times, actually, before we actually were awarded it. And um, the reason I did that is because I felt like it was the cheapest way we could get an outside report on our company and how we were actually doing. And so we would spend, you know, several months writing it. We'd turn it in. Uh, we'd get the feedback reports, and then we would use the feedback reports to do improvement on our company. So you have to score a certain uh, number of points to get to a site, what they call a site visit, but where all the doctors and PhDs and theorists and people from other companies come in and examine all of your operations. So we have three facilities here in Tulsa. They were in all three of them. They came in on the night shift. They would pop in. We didn't know when they were coming. And they just walked around and they watched us do things and they um, talked to people and they made sure that things that I said were transitioning to the floor and that people on the floor knew what what the company was about, what would the strategies were, what were we trying to accomplish. And they literally went around and talked to people all over the organization. So when we were awarded that that year, um, it was an exciting adventure for all of us. My mom was actually still alive. We all went to Washington, D.C., got the award from uh, you know President Bush and, and Vice President wow. Cheney at the time and, wow. and all of that. And uh, Mar- Martin Gutierrez, who was the Secretary of Commerce at that time. And uh, they awarded it to six other companies that year. Mostly in the, uh, they, they had hospitals and they also had a couple schools that they gave it to. So when a school system or a hospital goes through that rigorous of a, um, of a session, uh, you know, they're really serious about trying to be the best and best in their class and the best in the, in the world. So it's always great to see who, who's being awarded and who's, you know, applying and all those kinds of things. And you can check that out on their website at malcolmbaldridge.gov. 
and you can see who's who's applying and who's winning and and uh the, you can kind of gauge the state of the US economy from looking at that. So that's why I like the Baldur's process and I and I love the people there and and it's a, it's still going today and it's a great it's a great institution. Yeah, that's amazing and wonderful. And you've carried that on and they have seven criteria for excellence: leadership, strategy, customers, measurement, workforce, operations and results. Uh, we have a couple minutes left, so about three. Do you want to um, talk about any of those? Well, you know, my our, this is all we ever talk about, Patricia. You know, customers, quality, continuous improvement. I mean, so everything that the Baldridge stands for is what my company is all about. So as you heard me talk about in the regrounding sessions, I make sure that everyone understands every day that your boss is not your boss. Your boss is not the person who supervises you. The person who supervises you is is a support to you so that you can turn out the best products so that you can report to the real boss, which is our customers. Mm-hmm. And so we turn that organizational chart on its head and dump all that stuff on the ground and use this system view that Dr. Deming taught me back in the in the 90s. And mm-hmm. we talk about the customer is the boss. Right. There is no other boss. The customer is the boss. Okay. Well, and, and you were there. You're there for them and for your own customers, your own internal customers. This has been wonderful, Paula. Um, how can people find you? Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Paula A. Marshall. And um, I get comments on there all the time. And uh, I have an Instagram. It's also Paula A. Marshall. And uh, feel free to reach out and and put comments on uh, my stories or my board or whatever you'd like to do. And then you can also reach me through www.bama.com. We have a a, a link that will uh, make its way to me. And if you have a comment or a question, I'd be happy to be happy to answer it. Thank you so much. It was it was just wonderful having you on again. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Uh, And again, if you want to find me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook, or if you want to know about all the fabulous guests coming up, as Paul was one of them, just log on to uh, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. And until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.